Captain. Raging review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand. And let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? Yes, sir! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies, gentlemen, children, babies, Cajun Nation, good evening for another edition of the Region Review Podcast, and welcome to the postgame. Another night, another win. I'm Jerry, that's Nick, and we got a lot to talk about. What you think, Nick? How you doing, man? Yay, we won. (laughs) <laughs> look, I, I know I know the saying, and look, I'm not saying I'm not happy we won. Of course I'm happy we won. And an ugly win is better than a, a pretty loss. I get it, all that, all that chaws. What did I say, Jerry, as one of the last things, or first things, actually, I said about the UAB game and the way it ended last week? What did I say? I said special teams has to get better. For us to be able to compete in the West and to possibly win because it's wide open. We saw the scores today. I said our special teams has to get better. The entire complexity of today's game changed because of a special teams mistake. And and guess what? Special teams compounded that through the remainder of the game, which put us in a bad position. And when you do that, you get a team that you should beat that that has it has some has some hope. And then this is what you have. So I'm happy we won. And I'm happy that offense played like they did. And I think the defense put us in a position to win. But again, going back to last year when we let ULM come back to beat us, we cannot close out a game. We have got to start, one, getting better at special teams, and two, starting closing out games. Because here we are again, you're number two, and it's the same story. We got to get better. But yay, we won. Happy we won. We're three and one. But let me tell you something. If we do what we did tonight against Minnesota, it's going to be a long night for the boys. <laughs> Nick coming out swinging. I love it. I love it. The man's because got I fire. Said, because I saw it coming. When you see something coming, oh yeah, and you know it's coming, and when it happens, it pisses me off because <laughs> I saw it coming. And I love right. the guys. And I'm not putting this all on the players. It, there's definitely some lack of, there's some coaching that needs to be done to get our players in the position to be successful in special teams. But again, this is going back to last year. We cannot close out games. We got to do better. So anyway, for reference to Nick's point, uh, Cajuns victorious tonight over the Buffalo Bulls by the final score of 45 to 38 in front of a Cajun field crowd of 17,674 fans. The Cajuns win tonight pushes them to 3-1 and one on the season, still 0-1 in conference play, and Buffalo drops to 0-4. And to Nick's point, we got, you know, look, there was a lot of things that 
that we need to fix. There's no question about it. And and so I'll, I'll get started. And, and for anybody that wants to chime in, whether you're on the Twitter space, you want to comment on Facebook, if you're listening in. Um, oh, Terry Johnson. Wanna... Terry Johnson's ready to go. He's we waiting. Let you have I, your, I understand. We're going to let you have your piece, oh, but yes, Terry's going yes, after. <laughs> yes. If you if you guys want to call in, this is this is your time as well. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the floor. But, uh, you know, just to kind of review a little bit tonight, you know, in the beginning of the game, the game started off pretty slow. Uh, it was 10, 10 nothing at half. Both teams were getting a feel for each other. I thought the Cajun defense was really dominating um, in the first half against Buffalo's, you know, high-powered offense. Um, I, I thought the offense, I, you could definitely tell Zeon, and by the way, congratulations to Zeon on his debut start. What a performance for him. And look, we said last week he's going to make some mistakes, and he did. Look, he made, a, he made one costly mistake. He made another mistake. Uh, that cost us some points. He's going to make mistakes, but he made up for it because he had some really, really dynamic plays. He had a lot of explosiveness Jerry, to his what game. What put him in that but... position to make a bad play? Special teams, because we got a stupid penalty on a punt <laughs> return or, or a kickoff return. I don't remember which it was, but guess what? They backed us up, and then Zeon's trying to make a play. He was actually trying to throw it away. So I'm not putting right. that on Zeon. And I'm let's... not putting the first one on Zeon either. I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to start, I'm going to give the positive first and then I'll go to the negatives and we'll talk, you know, as, as this, this, uh, this segment goes on. But so for the positive looks, the Cajuns picking up from where they left off on offense, 518 total yards of offense, 249 yards passing, 269 yards on the ground. Um, Zeon Chris was 22 for 29 tonight, 249 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I mean, look, we have, I'm really loving this run game. I thought the offensive line played great. Draylon Washington, welcome back, buddy. 13 carries, 103 yards. Jacob Cabote, 7 carries, 100 yards. That's the second straight 100-yard game he's had with two touchdowns, including a 69-yard touchdown run. And, of course, Zeon Chris outside of his passing game, 11 rushes for 70 yards, two touchdowns on the ground with a 54-yard touchdown run to start the second half. So if you wanted good offense, you saw good offense. I mean, we scored, we, scored, we moved the ball well, especially in the second half. Um, I thought that was very pleasing. Again, I thought the defense played great in the first half. You definitely held Buffalo. Uh, basically, you held them scoreless. But with that being said, and, and of course the positives, the fact that we won the game. But there's a lot of concern going in, and we're about to get into that, because now for the negatives. I thought the defense got tired, but I also thought the defense was put into bad position, poor positions. Um, you talk about special teams, you know, uh, unfortunately, Jacob Bernard muffs a punt, gives Buffalo the ball inside the red zone. They score the following drive. We get the ball back. Um, and what happens? Uh, Zeon tries to throw the ball um, out of play. It gets picked off another score. So basically two turnovers when you could have put away the game. Uh, turn into a 14-point swing, and then before you know it, you put Buffalo back in the game. Uh, in the first half, like I said, Zeon Chris, um, we have seven seconds left to go in the first half. Uh, Zeon throws on a design play, tries to throw it out the end zone. It gets picked off. That costs us three points. It's pretty. I'm pretty sure Kenny makes that field goal. If, okay, so now you're at a 17-point swing. The onside kick, special teams. The ball didn't even go 10 yards. You still try to recover it. You touch it. Buffalo gets the ball back. What do they do? Their offense has momentum at the time. They score. So now you're at a 24-point swing. It was a 24-point swing off of self-inflicted wounds tonight. And not to mention, on top of the self-inflicted wounds, uh, we made some careless mistakes, you know, penalty-wise. We made some careless penalties. Uh, I thought that um, down the stretch, usually when Buffalo tires, we 
there there was a time in the game where we were up 31 to 7 and that's and usually I said go, what did I say going into going into this week Buffalo usually wears out or wears down around the third quarter and you could see it it was 31-7 we had all the momentum I was just like we I was about to tell you Nick let's get this thing ready right when we're done and what happens all of those self-inflicted wounds all of those uh self-inflicted mistakes that we made you basically let them back in the game you let them right back in the game and I understand that, look, we're still learning. You could definitely tell we have a lot of guys developing, but you can't do that next week against Minnesota. You, you know, look, this was a game you needed to stay crisp and keep momentum going from what we did last week at UAB. Now I'm a little concerned on the defensive side because we weren't playing twos and threes towards the end of that game. We, we weren't. I mean, we had our first string in. You can definitely tell we kind of um, backed off of coverage a little bit. And look, Cole Snyder and that offense – Look, that Buffalo team can throw the football. I mean, they throw the football well. Uh, they average 27 points a game. They scored 38 tonight. I mean, they outscored us 38 to 35 in the second half. We gave up 38 points in the second half to Buffalo, and a lot of those points were off of our mistakes, those self-inflicted wounds. So um, we have a lot to clean up this week. I know the coaches are going to look at that film and go, wow, we have our work cut out because now you have – uh, five or six days to prepare before you head up to Minneapolis and take on, you know, a, a good Minnesota team. And I, I, I thought going into this game, if we would play well enough and continue momentum, that we have a shot against Minnesota. I'm, I'm concerned right now going into that Minnesota game. Um, I don't know. I, look, Minnesota played, I'm not sure, I'd have to look it up, but Minnesota played a bad Northwestern team close tonight on the road. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we control our destiny there and we cannot afford to make these careless mistakes um i hope that oh and actually no and, and northwestern believe it or not breaking news northwestern upset minnesota in overtime by the score of 37 to 34 so i mean they probably have a lot of similar uh er, they probably have a lot of similar situations that they have to look at and careless mistakes they made but at the same time we got to go to their house so I would have thought that if we would have played stronger in the second half and finished, I would have felt a lot better going into, into Minnesota. We definitely have a lot of work to do and a lot of mistakes to correct this week. But all in all, it's still a win. We're three and one. Um, and there are a lot of there are a lot of things I saw that were good tonight. Again, offense moved the ball well. Uh, it's good to see our explosive offense back at work. I, I'll say that. Uh, two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row, um, this look, we're, we've played four games and we haven't scored under 30 points yet. So that's a good sign. That's a good sign, but we have to clean it up defensively. And, and also we got to quit making boneless, I mean, boneheaded, careless errors. We can't keep doing that. Yeah. And look, I'm not, I'm not terrified of Minnesota. I'm not saying that their loss tonight was gave me any more confidence. I'm just saying Minnesota is a team we can and should beat the Sunbelt conference as a whole, we now go into those games expecting that we are going to win. Yeah. Now, no question. You can look at this two ways. You can look at it and say, okay, I don't feel as good because of how we performed in the second half. Or you can say, if you blew them out and now you got, you're patting yourself on the back going into Minnesota thinking that you're, you're hot, you know, whatever, then you go and you have a letdown. So I don't think one player or coach on this team tonight is going to go home and pat themselves on the back and say, Hey, that was awesome. I think every, every unit maybe except for, for, for the offense, but, but every 
position will will look at 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 their their group and say, we got to get better. You know, we we're going to Minnesota now. We're, we're playing with with big boys. So, look, I expect to win next week because, again, if we're playing Georgia, if we were playing, you know, uh, one of the top four or five, if we're playing Florida State again, I might say, you know, that's tough. But now going into Minnesota, we we've got to expect that we're going to win that game because I tell you what. Every other team in the Sunbelt Conference is going into their Power Five games expecting to win. And guess what? They're pulling it off. And guess what? We beat Virginia Tech today. So, no, I, I, I'm not worried about going into next week after our performance tonight. I hope it is a wake-up call because it's the second week in a row that we do this. But I guarantee if we're up to 31-3 to three or 10 or whatever on Minnesota next week and we pull the crap that we did tonight, we're going to be having a long flight back. So, yeah, we do. we have to get better. Um, and it's so silly because it's stuff that I feel like we should have cleaned up from last week to this week and it's still happening. So when is it, when are we going to clean that up? Now the penalties were better, I will say, but the penalties that we had were at very critical times of the game. Again, that, that swing that you were talking about after the fumble, they score then, then on the kickoff, there, there's a, uh, you know, half the distance to the goal and put Zion in a bad position to try to that make something true. happen you know so yeah. again it, it wasn't it, i think we only had like 30 yards of penalties but it was at very bad moments crucial moments in the game that backed us up i i thought so. special teams took a step in the right direction last week against uab but tonight i mean i was i think if there's any unit that i'm more concerned about is special teams uh, they, why are why really, are we why are we I mean, on a kickoff how are you going to bounds. twice in the same game we did it last yeah. week how are you going to continue to do that? You've got to, I could kick the ball in bounds. Now it might only go 10 yards, but it ain't going out of bounds. Kick right. the ball to the guy. Why are we right. trying to get cute? All we have to do at that point in the game is just kick the damn ball. I think, I think from what I'm seeing, and especially on the onside kick is we have, we have a, a bunch of young guys that are overthinking, um, you know, trying to go after that onside kick when the ball didn't go 10 yards. That's, that's football IQ. You have to see those things. You have to notice those things. You have to sniff those type of things. And by making careless mistakes like that, you give them back the ball. And what do they do? They go and score. Um, same thing with the kickoffs. I mean, I understand you're trying to kick it in certain directions, but at the same time, just, you got to kick the ball in bounds. I'd rather, kick, I'd rather a short pooch kick. Okay. Giving them a little bit more yardage than to kick it out of bounds and give them the ball close to the, you know, close to midfield. Um, also again, penalties, like you said, where Zeon threw that interception. I mean, you, you, what was it illegal block in the back or something like that? It that, was some stupid. I mean, we had the ball in our inside our own 10-yard line. I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, little things like that catches up with you, and tonight it did. Um, but, look, I, I think the good news is, is I don't think this is some. these are mistakes that are going to be permanent. I think these, these are easily correctable mistakes, but you don't want them to accumulate, and that's what we saw tonight. They definitely accumulated. Um, but overall, uh, I got to give a shout-out. Uh, Patrick Mensa, pick six. How about that? Great job on his part reading that screen. Uh, that look, that you look back on it now, you win by one touchdown. That play made a big difference. It might not have seemed like it made a big difference back then, but you know when it happened. But now that seven point difference, you know, because he read that he read that uh, that screen well, took it to the house. That was a difference maker. And of course, Tyree Skipper making that clutch interception in the game. Man, I don't know about you, but I was sweating it. I'm sitting there going, you know what? They're gonna find a way to. They might find a way to score, and then they might go for two. 
because they're moving the ball on us so well. And thankfully, why not? Uh, you're on the road. You have, yeah. I mean, you're on three. Why not? Thankfully, Skipper came in. You know, Tyree came in and picked it off and closed it. And I just breathed a huge sigh of relief after that. So thank you so much, Tyree, for lowering my bl blood pressure on the spot, <laughs> making that pick. I think all of Cajun Nation were able to breathe a sigh of relief because of that. So job well done on a clutch on a clutch pick. So yeah. uh, anyway, um, also, I wanted to talk about, I know I mentioned attendance, uh, 17,674 fans. Believe it or not, I actually thought the atmosphere was pretty good tonight. Um, you know, I took my my wife and I and, and my daughter. We went on the hill, and for the first time, Allie got to play on the hill. We had a blast, ran into some friends. Uh, really got the feel for that family environment now with the little one. Um, I really thought that the uh, the atmosphere was nice tonight. You could tell people were spread out around the stadium. Um, the students... Not quite the attendance we expected, you know, or not quite the attendance we had against Northwestern State, but it was a little bit better than what I expected with all the drama that happened this weekend. So I got to give a shout out to the students. They showed up uh, for the most part. I'm hoping that we can have more for Texas State in two weeks, especially considering it's the conference home opener. Um, but overall, you know, I wish the number was the number was higher than it was. But at the same time, it wasn't too, too bad. Uh, I think going into next week, the attendance against Texas State will be determined on how well we play against Minnesota. If you can find a way to correct these mistakes and get a W in Minneapolis, I would expect definitely over 20,000 against Texas State. But uh, yeah, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys a rundown of the conference just to kind of give you an idea of what was going on around the Sun Belt. So, of course, the Cajuns victorious tonight over the Buffalo Bulls by the score of 45 to 38. Troy took care of Western Kentucky by the score of 27 to 24. Uh, Marshall, big win, another win over a, P a Power 5 by Sunbelt School. Marshall victorious in Huntington over Brent Prize, uh, 24 to, by the score of 24-17. to 17. Uh, Georgia Southern, big victory, uh, another victory against another MAC school in uh, Ball State by the score of 40-3 on the road. Old Dominion, very surprising low-scoring game against Texas A&M Commerce. Believe it or not, uh, Old Dominion was scheduled to play Buffalo today, and because Dr. Maggard was able to pull some strings, uh, they cut a deal with Texas A&M Commerce to be the replacement for, for Buffalo. Thank you so much to ODU for doing that, by the way. But a close win in Norfolk, very surprising win, a very surprising score there. Uh, Old Dominion uh, victorious over Texas A&M Commerce by the score of 10-9. Uh, South Alabama, after a huge win, what a letdown game today, losing to Central Michigan Chippewas of the MAC by the score of 34-30. to App State goes to Wyoming, uh, loses a heartbreaker to the Wyoming Cowboys by the score of 22-19. Texas State, nice win at home in San Marcos over a quality Mountain West conference team. Uh, the Nevada Wolfpack by the final score of 35 to 24. JMU goes on the road to another Mountain West team in Utah State. They beat the Aggies by the score of 45 to 38. So actually, the Sun Belt went two and one against the Mountain West Conference once again, just establishing our dominance of the G5, just like we did against the American last week. So well done there, plus that P5 win. And the shocking to me, the shocking score of the night: Arkansas State beat Southern Miss in Jonesboro by the score of 44 to 37. If you look at uh, the Southern Miss fan base uh, right now all over social media, it's like the end of the world for them. They are, there's a lot of concern in Hattiesburg right now. And uh, totally, totally understandable. Totally understandable. Um, I know right now it looks like, uh, according to their fans, uh, Will Hall's seat just got a little warmer 
with that loss in Jonesboro. Well, so, I think, um, look, they're eating a little bit of humble pie. Uh, Mississippi, oh, <laughs> almost called them Mississippi State. Uh, Southern Miss fans tend to be a little, uh, a little aggressive and a little cocky sometimes. So, look, I'm not saying they don't have a historically great football team, but things change. I mean, look at us. We were ranked in the top, you know, 20 a couple years ago, and, and things go up and down. So True. you just got to roll with it. But <laughs> Oh, forgot <laughs> one get a little game, bit too. cocky. I think another shocker, too, was this past Thursday night, and they would be playing the Cajuns at homecoming. Georgia State, 4-0 on the season, go to Conway and beat the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers 30-17. to I don't think anybody expected Georgia State to do that and go. No, but I'm uh, happy. <laughs> 4-0. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Um, you know, now that Coach Chadwell is up in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, is that where Liberty is? Yeah, that's where Liberty is. Uh, things have kind of changed a little bit down in Conway, South Carolina for the Chanticleers. Uh, you want to talk about humble pie, <laughs> a little bit different down there now that Georgia State took care of business. So that's going to do it for the, the Sun Belt. But, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. No, I was going to say, Terry, let's see if we can hear you. I know I'm still having problems on my end, but let's see if you can uh, talk and we can hear you on the stream. All right, Terry, let him, let him have it. Hey, uh, so I don't think I've ever felt, well, I was like, no, yeah, 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 I'll say it. I don't think I've ever felt so happy, confused, lethargic, angry, sad after a win. You know, I wanted to say Nichols a couple years ago, uh, but then you realize Lindsey Scott Jr. was like, you know, was really that dog. You kind of just, <laughs> you just kind of took it how it was and happy to get out, get out that, that game with the win. But man, like, I feel like Ron Burgundy. I'm in a glass case of emotions. I just don't know what to say, bro. Like, I'll start with I'll start I'll start with the good. Okay, the O line I think played great. I think the O line played amazing. I think early on it was hard to get a run game going because I mean Buffalo is just stacking the box. They have hard. They have they they have guys that just run to the football. You know this guy's gonna play hard. They're a physical team. I've been watching Buffalo for like. I feel like a decade now, and they're just always a physical team. So the early on struggles in the run game didn't really get me down because I knew at some point we're going to bust one, and we did. We, did we, we busted a few. We had two 100-yard rushers in back-to-back games. I don't know when the last time that happened. Like, I don't know if y'all can find this out. Like, two 100-yard rushers. I think last week, Terry, actually, if we're being no, honest. No, 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 I'm talking about in two games back-to-back. Oh, got gotcha, you, in two back-to-back. I got gotcha. you. In two back-to-back games, having two hundred-yard rushers, that's what like that. that like, that, I don't know if we've ever, if I've had that. In, uh, yeah, probably probably Alonzo and Elijah McGuire did that at one point, maybe. Um, so so that 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 was really good to see. I think, and honestly, yeah, defense gave up a lot of ground at the end, but they were gassed because of the because of the uh, penalties and the whole special teams. I think defense played great. Two in a two takeaways, one for a pick six. I think they heard me after the ODU game, and like Coach Prime and Michael Jordan, they took that personal, and you know they wanted to show me up. So I, hey, I, I hats off to the to the DBs. Um, the two minute drill at the end of the first half was awesome. If not for that, you know, interception that you know Zion threw, but I'm not gonna blame him for that because I feel like. You have to do a better. I feel like you have to do a better play call as far as uh, getting the ball to the end zone on a better play than that one. Um, shout out to the students that did show up because I was, you know, heard a lot weren't, a lot were. Thank you for ones that did show up and uh, 
this is uh, I mean, I'm not wrong, right? This is Dez's first one score win. So that's awesome. Just hang your hat on to like, okay, we didn't close the game right, but just to win a one score game is is really, really cool to do that. All right, let me get on to the bad man. <laughs> so if I had one phrase to describe this year's team in the first four games, it's lack of attention to detail. Just lack of attention to detail on the smallest things. I Ball said security. That, I said that it's the true. first game of the season. I mean, you saw it tonight. It, we saw it again. And what ha- yeah. and Terry, like, what happens? And Terry, let me tell you. You played offensive line here, right? And you know every little block, every little crease, every little um, gap, right? It adds up to big things. Tonight we saw, we saw cracks in the dam, and too many cracks in the dam almost, almost caused the dam to completely burst and flood everything. This was we always say little things add up to bigger things. Tonight. It almost added up to a possible loss. <laughs> a possible loss. Yeah, that saltwater intrusion almost came all the way to, up to Lafayette. That's no what question. almost happened tonight. No it, question. It it's, true. Yes. it's very true. It, it, I mean, it's, it's super frustrating, man. Like, like, and, and when you have a young team, right? Like, for instance, like the two turnovers on Zion. The one, hey, man, you got to have his – Zion has a strong arm. Throw that ball, like – as far as possible to get that well, that second interception. But we shouldn't have even been in there because, uh, like I pointed out earlier, like there's a penalty, we had to get backed up and everything, right? I mean, just simple things like that. When you have a young freshman sophomores playing on this team after being having so many seniors and super, super seniors the past two years, two, three years, that's on the coaches. Like that, like that is all coaching. You have to know what your limits are with what you have, with what your personnel. With the ODU game, we didn't like defense play calling. We did not put our defensive backs, our young DBs, in a position to succeed. Right? That's in this game. We did not put our horrible special teams in a position to succeed. You have fifty-three and a half yards wide of field. Two kickoffs go out of bounds. Kick that shit to the middle. Especially like, when you're up 31 to freaking. Well, 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 look, and, and I know Jacob feels bad about his fumble, and this game wasn't all about Jacob fumbling the ball on the on the punt return. But the yeah. point is, you're up 31 to whatever. Like, why are we even fielding punts at that point? Just let exactly. it go, you know? And that's exactly. a coaching thing to me. Like, tell the kid, mm-hmm. don't touch it. If we start at the two, yeah. at least we're up by like four touchdowns. It doesn't matter. So be it. Exactly. Like, I, it, early on, yeah, early on in the game, right, I would say, let's, let's go back to the first half. Like, so we're going on, I'm, I'm going all over the all over the place with y'all. In the first half, I know how it took so long for us to, like, get the game going and Zion's first start, getting, you know, the butterflies out, all that. I feel like later on in the game, we use Zion to his strengths. Roll him out do some draw plays, uh, get them on some boots, stuff like that. Why not? Like, I, I understand maybe, and I don't know what goes on in Dead's mind. I don't know why you don't do that stuff early to the fact that maybe you want to lull the defense to sleep. And so he uses athleticism later on in the game to just break one like he did, you know, uh, early, later on in the game. 
But red zone play calling early and short yard. For instance, we had a fourth and two. We're going for it. Why are we throwing a jump ball to a running back? Don't remember that play? Oh, I remember. Yeah. What are we doing in that situation? Get in the quarterback power, get a tight end back there, and run that with Zion. What are we doing throwing a jump ball on a wheel route to a running back? That makes no sense at all. By the way, we only you threw have... Neil Johnson one time tonight as tight end, and guess what? He scored. <laughs> he scored. <laughs> Josh is banging his head oh, against the wall. Oh, he is right somewhere now. right now. Yeah, banging his head <laughs> against the wall. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't – I feel like when you have – you have to – Make the game simpler for your young team and use their strengths. And when you don't do that and you complicate things, you put yourself in this position to lose. Lose games, you should win. That is very, very frustrating in watching. And and and, and like I said, man, like I feel like you know the O line played great. You know, running backs ran hard, but things can get away with, away from you so fast. And we saw things just roll downhill man we saw things roll down i'm happy like i said i'm happy the i'm happy the uh the students came out you know uh you know i I really i really want this uh i left two voicemails to this heidi Lindsay lady uh she's like the dark (laughs) like they're 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 very respectful respectable in air quotes emails right i left my name right i told her where i was I'm, i'm not a troll i want her to know who i am Right. She's like the Darth Vader to our Greeks. This is just choking and suffocating everything that they're they're doing and trying to grow. What are you talking so about, Terry? I it's all sure. rumors. Yeah, it's all this rumors. Is all rumors. Oh, we all course, made it up. We're just, oh, yeah, we're just exaggerating. We all it, made it's, it up. it's all rumors. We're just exaggerating it. We're just trying to create soap operas in real time, you know. It's because just you know, rumors. we don't have jobs or other things to do no. except for get on social media and bash the administration for no reason at all. Right. You know, we just right. made it up. Hey, man. Or the fact that the students hey, bro, walks like a duck and talks like a duck. Or the fact or the <laughs> like, fact that the it? students yeah, this rules. Apparently, this rules. Oh, it's all been in place, and they're just getting mad. Yeah, th- right. The students decide to boycott for no reason after filling up the student section three weeks ago. Give me a break. Anyway, go on. So, 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 so who, so who sent that email? That's the thing. It's like, oh, we're just making. Who, who the hell is sending ghost emails? Like, <laughs> to these students talking about what they can and can't do. Like, who's doing that? Well, I think I think Terry, the argument from the administration is, well, these have always been rules. Well, here's the thing, Terry. Like. Rules that have never been enforced two days before a game, you're going to send out and say, hey, by the way, you better not do all this stuff. Yeah, it's going to exactly. it's going to piss off the students. And then they're like, uh-huh. well, you know what? Screw this. We're going to do it. at We're going to have it at the fraternity house. And they're like, well, you can't do that either because rules say you have to have security and we're going to have a police, uh, all this stuff, like all this stuff out of nowhere that admittedly was probably in the rules buried, whatever they signed. But you can't come yeah. in two days before a game and say, oh, by the way, you better not do this and then act like it, well, yeah, that's always been the rules. <laughs> in days like this, man. In days like this, you need HUD bad. Um, <laughs> HUD would never stand for this bull. That's so true. HUD, yeah, so bro, true. Jimmy, you know for a fact, HUD so would walk all the way to Martin Hall. He would walk to the frat houses and the story yeah. house individually. I mean, look he'd at HUD, though. Field. I mean, I was he'd scared bring, of HUD. He'd bring a keg with he, he'd bring a keg with him. I was going to say, one. I was scared HUD was going to kick my ass and HUD liked me. <laughs> <laughs> Hud would go there with his medium shirt and he'd be like, I want you to get your ass to Cajun Field right now. <laughs> I want you camping outside Cajun Field Tyler, right now. Tyler, you better hold me back because I'm going to come to Martin Hall. <laughs> nah, but no, that's 
that's the truth, man. Her would not stand for that. Her wouldn't stand for this bullshit. Hell no. Like her would not. This this is and and nothing against and nothing against Dez, man. I love Dez. It's just that's just not his personality. He's not gonna put himself out there. And and shout out to to Dez's wife. You know she she uh posted something on Facebook talking about like she was she was in she was in the group she was a pretty sure she was in for sorority and you know she was talking about how you know she didn't know what was going on. Why what's all this animosity? You know the yeah, but, but, support. So shout out to her for putting okay. her out putting herself out there, but. But, but Terry, like, okay, so when, when, when Lindsay and Mike were in school, like, we, you know, I was in school around the same time. My wife was in, what was it, was in a sorority. We never had rules like this. So all these people like that are saying, oh, well, you know, it's the rules and y'all are just blowing this up out of, blowing this out of proportion. Well, those, some of these people who are saying that when they were in school, they didn't have to deal with rules like this. These rules came out the last, within the last 10 years. So you know, if you, I, I, my, my question is, if we were, if we're, stu- if we were students today and we had to put up with these rules, you think we'd be like as nonchalant about it? Like, like we were back when we were students? No, no. And oh. well, we would have just ignored it and done whatever. Yeah. We, we would have been like, I mean, oh, that's honest. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and we but wonder why we don't have engagement though. Like we wonder why we don't have any engagement. You and know that's, what I'm saying? That's like, my point, James. Like we're we're struggling to get people in the stands and we need all of the student support that we can get. And we do something like send this email two days before. Why didn't you get together with the leaders of the Greek organizations and say, hey, guys, here are our concerns. Let's come up with a common sense plan to address our concerns, but be safe and all that at the same time. But instead, they send this passive aggressive e- email out. And then only because we raised it and made a stink about it. Did the administration come out and have to say something? Because otherwise, if if we if there had not been a, a planned protest of the game and we had not made noise about it, it would have been radio silence and and the students wouldn't have shown up. And not to mention, and there's there's students out there, but there's students out there, especially in the Greeks that we've heard and we've heard this over the last few years. There's some there's some Greeks out there in these organizations that are actually like when they meet with the with with the administration, they're afraid to speak up in fear of like repercussions because they said something. So to me, I, I think there needs to be a, uh, I quote, a come to Jesus meeting with, with not, not just the, the Dean of students, but like Martin Hall, like they need to meet possibly with the president's office and sit down with Dr. Savoy and just be like, look, we need, we need to get this straight now. Jerry, I will go a step further and say, I know for a fact that the athletics administration was thrown off by this and had no idea this is, had happened. It's true. It wasn't but how do they not know this is because happening? Because there's I, I no understand. communication. Because, because there's separation, dude. There's true. no communication. They don't communicate, they don't no communicate with the students. They don't communicate no. with the fans. They don't communicate with athletics. So they send this email out, and, and the students get riled up, and the, the the athletics administration is sending these you know this information out like we need the, the students to show up, having no idea of what just happened. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also like... That you know football players are getting all these emails. I saw Keon Martin tweeted out, yeah. hey, we need to get students to say. So oh, no, but, the football but we're players, lying. Though, but we're lying, Terry. We're lying. We're, we're making all this crap I put, up. I, I want to know who exactly is it that's dropping the ball on? Like, who is it that's doing this? I, it's it's lack, really, honestly, Jimmy, It a lot of it is lack of communication. It's lack of communication. It's lack of it's it's lack of messaging we've always talked about this is 
one of uh, one of our weaknesses as a university is is our messaging because we can't we, we're, there's no clarity in the things that we say i mean just this situation alone you know we had heard that they decided to enforce the rule because it was family weekend and then they go back and say well it's not the status family weekend it's the fact that we've always had this rule well which is it how can you enforce a rule that people don't even know about in the first place i mean it, it, it if if you're not enforcing a rule that people don't know about it's almost like you're making up a new rule so that, you that's know, water pong water pong is is dangerous and we should never in, engage in water pong games i mean like and another thing is, if you care about liability, of water pong, is there a Catholic? Y'all are Catholics. There are like, yeah. If you push that, maybe it'll help. Saint Charles. Saint Charles. And, and another thing is, like they're talking about, and and the biggest issue was they were like, well, it's a liability factor, which I understand, but then why just this weekend? If the rules are always in place, why are you just enforcing it this weekend? What about against Texas State in two weeks? What about in homecoming against Georgia State? What about the Southern Miss game on that Thursday night in November? Are you going to enforce the rules then? Or are you just going to back off and just pretend to put the rules back on the, the bookshelf, right? The inconsistencies of the messaging is the problem here. That That's the thing. Just consistently enforce the rule, consistently bring the message to people so we know what you're talking about and not thrown out of a loop when, when, when you're sending emails to students telling them they can't do this and can't do that and then trying to play def defense going, well, it's always been there. Well, well again, if this, was, if this was a common rule, if this was a rule that they all agreed to, the students wouldn't have come out and say, we're going to boycott the game. They wouldn't have said it. There, there would have been, no, been no basis for them saying we're going to boycott. But we did. Yeah, well, my Luckily, thing is, do we not like money? Like, do we not want to make our university you know, the best that it could be. And we're allergic to money, Jim. But what I'm saying is, and then like, so we already struggle with the engagement in the community. But then when we get them in the stands, we got like a DJ playing songs in the stadium like that came out in 2007. Like most of these kids wasn't even born. I'm like, come on, man. Like how are we going, how are we going to say that we're trying to be better and we're not even doing the, the little things right. I'm talking about like as an administration to get the get the engagement there. Like we're not even doing that. Man, I got to so, tell you, I've tried to give money to the university before and didn't get a call back. I mean, and that's not new to me. That that happens no. <laughs> regularly um as I've heard. So, I, I like if I like if I could tell you like all y'all in in the military, right? If there's two things and it isn't you can find this in the military a Fortune 500 company, anything. The way you find success, one, communication. Two, have a goal. And there's two things that we always pick up. It's, it's communication, and we have, like, no mission statement with our administration. There's no goal. There's no, like, you know, end game, right? I mean, we, we, there, there, there is no uh, drive to be better Terry, than what we are right now. Terry, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to turn it over to Andy because he's been waiting a while. I'm going to say this. I have a theory on this, and I've been I've been associated before moving to Houston with the athletic department for 20 years. I will tell you, they are so, historically, from what I've seen, they are so scared to not attain a goal that they won't even set it. And and I'll give you an example. <laughs> back, back in, and, and this is not a joke, back in the day, I believe, if I remember the story correctly, we were offered an indoor track to put in the Cajun Dome. We were told we could have this indoor track if we wanted to use the track at the Cajun Dome or anywhere indoors, we could put it and we could have it. And and when it was brought to the administration, they were like, well, 
you know, then we'd have to pay for the air conditioning. And then, you know, we'd have to buy, we'd have to sell tickets. So they were so scared to fail at doing all that, that Arizona state took the damn indoor track and we were going to be given it for free. So it's, it's like, it's like you're, they're so scared. In my opinion, it, they're so scared to fail that they just don't set the goal. They don't try. And it's culture of can't. It's the culture of try. can't that we talk about. Culture of can't. We can't so do I don't, this. We'll, Jerry, we don't want to get into this. I'm sure we anyway, want to get back yeah. into the game. Andy, uh, Andy yeah. you've been holding uh, a while. Let, let's hear from you, brother. What's yeah. going on, Andy? Uh, I appreciate it. I think you should keep going. I'm actually doing something really quick. So you guys actually keep yeah. keep chatting. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. But I, I'll, I'll tell you this. One, Coach Hud would call that small time. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, no. Small time. Don't want to send your kids to private school. Don't worry. <laughs> don't. He did say that. He did say that. That's small time. You, you, that's small time thinking. Loser. Loser. Yeah, losers. Kick the ball out of bounds. You know, don't want to do the little things. No attention to detail. Okay, I call you that. Then I'll tell you another thing, right? I went to the alumni event. And this is all about fan engagements, getting students involved. I went to the alumni event uh, tent at the bowl game. Right, we played Houston right last last year. Went to it with a, with a former teammate. Was talking to some previous uh, some uh, prior alumni and everything. A lot of people knew who I was, whether good or bad, because they didn't like what I say on this podcast and they don't like you know how I present things because this, that, and the other. But whatever. We're all pretty negative, but we will talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, man. Go ahead. I, I, I say what I feel. I say what I feel, bro. But. I, I went there, and I, I, I'm not lying to you when I say this. Aside from me and the teammate that I was with when we went there, we were the youngest alumni there, and we're, we're 30 years old. We were the youngest alumni there by at least a decade, at least a decade. There was, I was trying to find, is there anybody here that's, like, born, you know, in the 90s, in the, in, in you know, mid-90s, like, no. Everybody there seemed like at least 10 years old. And that, and that was scary to me. Terry, let me ask you was... this. I'm going to ask you this and ask Jimmy this. Have you ever, outside of you taking the initiative, have you ever been asked to come back and give money or donate or be a part of the program? Nope. Just curious. Nope. 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 There's nope. a problem, Jerry. We saw the it problem. Literally took the, it, it literally I, took I this podcast for me to donate. It literally took wait, and about the, uh I felt some type of way about the 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 box of uh, shirts and stuff that was sent out to Terry. You seen that? Like to the shirts and stuff that was sent yeah, out? all the NFL players get. And I'm like, I'm like, do you not want the people who like like there's other people who play for university as well that live close around, you know, that live in the community that you. I can, can go pick that up right now. You see what I'm saying? Like. Why are we not being included in? I don't know. It's just weird. It's very weird. There's very, a problem. Very frustrating. There's a problem. You but know, goes you're, back you're not the, even asked. It goes back to the lack of communication we talked about. I think that's definitely a factor in this. And 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 you know, a lot of times I've heard uh, fundraisers here at UL they've raised money and they've asked these donors like, why haven't you given before? And you know what they always say? Nobody ever approached me. Nobody ever asked. And I'm like. Really? So that's blown opportunities for years that you've had because we never asked. I don't know. I, I, my my RCAF expired and no one ever even told me. And so that was I think it I went two years without realizing I paid. 
Dang, man. You know what? I'm going to blame myself. Maybe I got to do a better job of, like, getting inside of these buildings and making some stuff happen, man. You know what? Maybe that's what I need to do. They'll let you or win. maybe. No. They'll let I, you I, win. But, they know, but, you know, the point is the point is you shouldn't have to take that extra step. Like, other other programs get it. They're, they're so successful because they have engaged alumni. And instead, what we're doing is running our, 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 our current students off. Like, that's the difference. Like, our future alumni, we're trying to run them off by these stupid policies we're putting in place. And then after they graduate, we're not even asking them to come back. There is a problem. But that's, I mean, we could do a whole pod segment on that, Jerry. Probably need to do, like, four hours on that. <laughs> but look, I'll say this, though. It, it, talking about the game, I just want to, like, make a new rule that for the first, like, hour after a win or a loss, Terry cannot come on here and speak because <laughs> if you didn't notice, nope, good lasted maybe 30 seconds. And he just spent <laughs> the entire time talking about just this negative, like, you know, you know how he is. This is what the fourth game and he is just negative, negative, negative. Like we got to. We get, let's get it out first before he come on here and just make it worse than what it already is. Look, Jimmy, it's called constructive criticism, look, Jimmy. Jimmy you know, it's called being coachable. I got it out in my first like five minutes of this pod. Now, now I'm good. But I, I had to, I had to have this is like therapy, and I think this is therapy for Terry. I should probably, we should probably start charging him for airspace. Uh, the therapy exactly. we're giving him here. But I heard, I heard what you said, and you were actually pretty positive. You said, you know what, you know, you, you. you what you said, you you got it out, and then you said the positive things, and we we're moving forward. But this guy just got on here and was acting like we were going <laughs> for or something. And I'm like, I, I, I gave the pros and then the cons, Jimmy. Yeah, I gave but the pros the, and then the cons. Man, no we, way the cons <laughs> outweigh the pros, and we're we're three and one, man. There's no way. We need okay? to get y'all. Uh, we need to get y'all on the octagon. I don't know and hash I, it out. I'll say this though. But we'll, not, I'll talk about it. Uh, y'all not about to set me up. Yeah, I'm about to set me up. Hey, I'm going to lose, I'll, so I'm not doing <laughs> Yeah, hey, Jimmy, look, I'll, I'll give, give you a handicap. <laughs> I'm going to give you all a positive tonight, and I don't know what you guys think about this. Y'all y'all, you know, y'all, y'all once wore the uniform. I love the red jerseys on the on the white pants. The red on the white look so yeah, sharp, sharp tonight. And, and what I love about the uniforms, and it was, uh, I think both of you guys, your, your senior season was 2014, right? Yeah. Right. So you weren't able to wear the 2015 uniforms. I loved I love the fact that we've combined our uniforms with what we used to wear in the 80s and 90s, but with like a modern, with our modern logos. So like, I love the white pants with the red stripes, I, I, with the red jerseys. Like that was my childhood. Uh, if you look at old school yeah. pictures and stuff like Brian Mitchell, Jake DeLome, the, the uniforms are very similar to what we wear today, but we just we just modernized it a little bit. But man, that combo, the red on white, I, I wish... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I wish that would be our home, our home, our home uniforms. Like I love that. And then add maybe a little script cages to it every once in a while. I thought those look great tonight, by the way. So shout out to, to the equipment staff and, and, and planning that we need that more often. Andy Thomas. I know, man, you, you, you want to get a word I'll, in Andy, I'll, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll die on this grave. Those black jerseys with the giant Fleur de Lis on the front. That's the best Jersey we ever wore. The illegal. Ones? I love those jerseys. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's only Wait. legal if we get in trouble. I love those jerseys. To the, yeah, I love those. Is that the illegal? What? 
Yeah, it's yeah. So, you remember those were illegal? We can't wear them again. Yeah, because they uh, West Kentucky. The number was like on the left shoulder, and it was too small. It has to be a certain size. Yeah, and we got like I think they had to give us a penalty, like a fifteen yard penalty, on the kickoff or something because of it. Why yeah. am I wow. just not hearing? <laughs> that's really? crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they never brought them back. Hey, we won though. So hey, we won yeah. and, and we came not... back and won. Nice comeback in that first yeah. quarter. I remember that game. I, don't I, know know. I probably don't remember that because I was so nervous for that game because if I remember correctly, Harry Peoples was hurt. If I remember, he was hurt the whole week, and I was playing slot and outside, and I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what? Just running around. I not to focus on anything, I, anything else other than exactly what I have to do. So that's probably why I don't remember that. That's funny. You just like black, you literally blacked out with the black uniforms. <laughs> out of nervousness. I knew at moment I was going to be in the position because I didn't normally play slot. So I was just like, look, just praying, like, Lord, please, like, let me just remember. <laughs> exactly. Well, the good that's news is stuff. that night, I do remember that night we ran the ball well. So luckily for you, uh, all you had to do was block because I do remember that was a night we scored most of our touchdowns either on screens or on like just handoffs and then terrence uh yeah, TV I think made that went touchdown off that game. oh dude zo went off on so many games man i mean it probably i mean it, it, i just remember he used to break at least one big run a game at least 50 yards plus there was always one 50 yard 50 yard touchdown run he, he would break a game and just break through the middle thanks to terry's magnificent blocking skills Right. Oh, so well, 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 that that game, I got a question for both of you, okay? With the with what you saw tonight on the on the on the some of the mistakes that we made tonight, some of the careless mistakes we made tonight. Do you think it's do you think it's fixable going into Minnesota to where it won't come back to haunt us because so many accumulated? Because I'm a little nervous about that. I'm a little nervous about that Terry, you know, don't going into this week. Not answer the question, Terry. Be quiet. Because <laughs> what you gonna say. Don't say nothing. Bro, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. Okay, go. You you, you, you <laughs> is already. We know what your answer is already. Just don't say anything. No, you don't. You basically answered. Yes, they are fixable. You know, muff right, punts, good. kicking out of bond, penalties. It's it's very fixable. But like Terry said, it's attention to detail, man. Like those are things you have to work on. You know, but it, the fact that we seeing it week to week is kind of because how many muff punts have we had so far? This I think I think just two. Oh no, but that's too too many. I think we had more than that. I mean, it hey, feels like I we think had it, more. I think it's just two. Yeah, it's just two. Well, I think, well, I think we muffed one. Well, well do we muff one? Recover let me own? let me correct myself. Yeah, I was gonna say I think we may have muffed two, but there. Were, look, every time that ball is in the air, I get nervous. I'm just saying because there are a couple of times where the it, the ball was juggled, we recovered it. You know, we made it okay, but but definitely we lost it twice. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I do think that yes, it is correctable. That to me, that's all in, because I don't think it's a lack of caring. Like I don't think like, 
I don't think Jacob is going out there being like, man, I got to go out here. I got to catch this punt. I don't feel like it. No, nah, I know it's a, I know he cares, but I think it's the lack of coaching and emphasis and ball security. Just the best security is ball security. The best ability is availability. Those simple things of getting up in the morning, going to your trainer, like going to, you know, doing rehab, like being on the jug machine, those things. And also the coaches emphasizing that. Those are the things that make up those little, those little mistakes. That, that, in my opinion, those things that correct those little mistakes. All right. See, Jimmy, that was negative, right? So, so I actually have the the punt. I can't I can't be too hard on like the muff punts because I actually have like a Terry. You don't even know this story though. Because <laughs> please I, tell me. I actually was behind. Like I was second string to Eli on punt return and I was so scared to do this because I never did this before in high school and then all of a sudden my senior year they say oh you second string behind Eli and I was like man I have never you know that's something you got to have a feel for like you can't go out there and just think you're gonna catch a punt and get a feel that's something you got you, you have to have practice with understand it it's a feeling that you have to have and i remember the troy game he was like man i'm hurt you're gonna have to <laughs> get this you got to go you know back down on punt return and i looked at him i said i said bro i will tell him i pulled my hamstring right now you go ahead because i'm not going out there because i'm not gonna be the reason why we lose this game it's not gonna be me you know what i'm saying so uh, stop. Like I said, it's 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 definitely fixable, you know. The, those mistakes are definitely fixable, and I'm actually optimistic about the uh, the Minnesota matchup. I think we're gonna come out with the, with the, with the dub. You know, r- really? weirdly enough, yeah. I, f- hey. I feel that way too, man. I hey, feel that way look. too. And, and look, I, I was just gonna say, Jerry, before you go, go um, Buffalo. Look, let's not underestimate the fact that Buffalo also sh- had to show up to play the game. Uh, that that Anderson guy, uh, that linebacker they have, was just all over the field, and that guy was making plays, and he was good. Look, I, I'd love to have him on our on our team as well. Um, and and their quarterback, his name's escaping me. What's his name? Cole um, Snyder. 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 Dude, he was he's on the he was on the watch list going into the season. Um, he's on several watch lists for for his quarterback play. So we didn't play against guys that are that are completely terrible. They had a decent season last year. I just think they're getting off to a really slow start. So um, yeah, I'm pissed off at the way we played and executed on special teams, but, but I don't think Buffalo is as terrible as, as I think we made them out to be. What do you think, Jerry? No, I don't. I I mean, I knew like they scored 27 points a game, so I knew they can score. I, I knew that their defense wasn't as good. So I figured we would score on them. But if you look at their games against, I mean, first of all, the game against Fordham that they lost, they lost, they should have won. But if you look at if you look at the game against Wisconsin, they really had them until the third quarter when they got worn out. Um, so so this is the same team that started 0-3 last year and finished the season with a 7-6 and record, including a bowl win over Georgia Southern, one of our, our conference mates. And they literally had the entire team come back. So we knew that they were good. Like I knew they had potential. Uh, I was just hoping that they didn't turn, turn on the engines against us. 
But when I wouldn't be surprised in the MAC, like once they go into conference play, that they're going to win some games. And I think that they'll try by the end of the season to be fighting for bowl eligibility. Uh, they're a little bit behind the eight ball now after tonight. Now they're 0-4. But it doesn't change the fact that I think they're still good enough to be able to compete within their conference. Um, again, though, I still think that we allowed them to come back. I still think that this game could have been a lot more lopsided had we not uh, made the, the small mistakes that eventually accumulated and gave them momentum back. Again, we let them back in the game and we gave them momentum. Uh, it was 31-7 in the third quarter. You're at home. You're playing a team that is notorious for basically clocking it in by middle of the third quarter and you let them back in the game. So, But like you said, Nick, they 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 showed up and took advantage of it, you know, and that's and what, credit you know, to them, man. They didn't yeah, give up. Credit they to them for folded. doing that. They could have folded, yeah. but we sure. gave them hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and if you if y'all look at this, man, like you think about Mac schools. I know we talk about like we make fun of Mac schools. Oh, I don't want to schedule another home and home with Mac school, and I don't. I hate it because we have to go up to the Midwest to you know to play a team with you know probably in. Uh, you know, half dead fan base like ours is down here half the time. And See, we go play. Again, there he goes no, again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There he goes again. He couldn't help himself, I'm guys. I'm sorry. You know, uh, <laughs> but we have to go up there in the, in the cold to play a game we don't want to play. And then they come down here when we could feel like we could get some home and homes. When you think about it, man, they have the same recruiting footprint of great players, you know, in the Midwest, like we do here down here in the South, right? They get some guys in the transfer portal that come from Ohio State, Michigan. And also the one the, the way you create a great team culture is that your coach creates buy-in with their players. Coach Linguist, he is a ball coach. That dude, like he's like like him, uh coach uh Sean Elliott at Georgia State. I'm pretty sure y'all saw that game where he's like pushing his players around, you know, he's getting hype. Uh Coach uh, Creighton at Eastern Michigan, you know, those guys are ball coaches. They don't care about flash. They're not like Coach Prime. They don't care. They'll go out there and they just want to coach and they want to win. And I think when you go into a game like this, regardless of what their record is, and you play those guys and they're physical, they go out there and they want to hit. They don't care who you are. They don't care what brand you have on your, what name you have in your jersey. They don't care. They just go out and hit. I think that can translate into a game against Minnesota who has, in my opinion, the same type of players. Yes, it's a P5, but they recruit the same type of players. Like, Buffalo gets guys in the transfer portal that come from that same Midwest area, you know, Ohio. Sometimes they get people from, you know, the the Commonwealth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I think they had some guys from Texas, I think, also, going all the way up to Buffalo. So, this game was really good in the fact that one, we won a close game and did it a bit against a physical team with a coach that has a culture of want to and a culture of drive and fight that in my opinion can help us compete with Minnesota. I agree. I agree. And by the way, I hate Sean Elliott for no other reason that I hate raw, raw coaches, except I like Todd, which is funny, but Sean Elliott, I, love, I, love Sean Elliott. I think that dude's just That's a clown. A right there. I just think he's a clown. I don't like him. I don't know why. He is, he, is, he is. But he went to but he went to App State. So you just gotta I love App State, <laughs> Andy, I see you still there, man. Did you wanna add anything or did you say your your piece earlier? No, I, did, I mean I wanted to say though, the second interception by Zeon, I don't know if that was the wide 
I know you were watching at home, Nick, but the wide receiver, he just stopped. He lost the ball, and I think that's what, honestly, he was probably trying to throw it out. Could be, but yeah. I know the, what, I think, the wide receiver, he lost the ball completely. From what I saw, to me, it looked like he was trying to throw the ball away. Um, now, the, 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 other, the first interception, I think that was just a bad route. I think he was expecting Broussard to be in the corner, and Broussard stopped and turned, so I think that was just a miscommunication. Oh. But it looked to me like he was trying to throw it away. Um, but I'm not. It you know. did it first, but but then I don't. I thought the way I guess because of I was, who knows. I don't know what he was trying to do, but I think if the wide receiver still saw the ball, it yeah. probably wouldn't have. Yeah, happened. I'll tell you what though. Um, go ahead, Andy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go I ahead. I tell you what. All the hype and all of the excitement about Zion Chris came true tonight. I mean, what what a player. Hundred percent. Hell yeah. I mean, Oh my gosh, that kid is a stud. I mean, and he's so calm, he's so collective. You know, usually you'll see players on their date in their debut starts, especially at quarterback, they make a ton of mistakes and they just they just collapse. He threw two interceptions and it did nothing. It didn't phase him. He throws that interception before the half, goes into the locker room, probably recomposes himself, and what does he do to open up the third quarter? Pulls off a what was it, a 50 54 yard touchdown run? I mean, that 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 he's is he's a that baby is, Lamar Jackson, bro. He, oh he might gosh. be bigger than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, like, that was, the dude's uh, a baby Lamar Jackson. There's so much upside I, to that guy, I, and I am so fired up to see him develop and continue to grow because this is to me this is like the appetizer of Zion Chris. I think it's only going to get better from here. I think the more he more experience he gets and the more chemistry he gets between his his players his teammates and players on the field. I'll be honest with you, like once that offense really, really, really start to click, like really start to click with him in there, especially in the Sun Belt right now, dude, I'm going to tell you all right now, the Sun Belt's wide open. This Sun Belt, is, especially in the West, it is wide open. Well, especially with ODU beating us and, and giving Wake Forest a game and then almost losing to a team I've never heard of in my life tonight. Texas A&M <laughs> Commerce. Yeah, yeah, that ten to nine, I think, was the final score. Way to go! They, they were playing in like a tropical storm. I think it was. God, it doesn't matter, man. You playing? You playing Texas A&M Commerce? Um, but but look, I was I was a little concerned going into this game because there was so much hype around Zion, and and you're putting a lot of pressure on the kid, and you know he's going to make mistakes, um, and grow. He's going to learn. But man, he looked poised. For that game I'm telling you when he dropped back I never at one point even when he threw those interceptions felt scared that he had the ball in his hand and he was throwing it I always felt like he I was confident that it would either be a, a completion or maybe he's going to throw it you know under throw it over throw it where the guy anybody else can't get to it um, but but I thought that his poise in his first start Thought there might be some cobwebs or some some nervousness at the beginning, but he he stood in there and he did he did a hell of a job. So was really excited to see him uh, do that tonight. Um, this is a great question, and I'm curious to know your take on this. Um, Faber asked what our final record predictions would be for the year, and I kind of went through the schedule right now. Um, and the way I see it, you know, we're three and one at this point. I'm calling a win next week against Minnesota. I know, I know, Jerry, that makes you a little nervous, but I think we can beat Minnesota where I think we're going to stumble. And this is crazy. I think we've got what an eight win streak against Texas state. Look, that, that streak is meant to be broken. I'm worried about that game. I think Texas state gets there. I don't think it's happening. That and Georgia state. 
I don't know, man. I think I, we lose both I, those I, at this I, point. That's that's what I was going to say, and that's what I have written down. I've got Texas State and Georgia State both as losses. I, I'm worried about those two games. Now, I do think we beat South Alabama after what we saw tonight. Arkansas State, I know they beat Southern Miss, but I think they're two not great teams right now. So I think we beat Arkansas State, and I think we follow that up with an Arkansas State win. Troy is a toss-up, but I'm saying we might lose that game. So I think we lose to to Troy, and I think we beat ULM. So I'm thinking eight and four to to for this season, um, you know, and and then whatever in the bowl game. But what what are your thoughts, Jerry? I, think I know that's a lot of pressure. Similar. No, yeah. not at all. Um, next weekend with Minnesota, it's to me, it's a toss up. I'm not sure what to expect because you know there have been times we've played P5s and we've played against teams that we should that we have a chance or should beat, and we just we lay an egg. I mean, we've had a, I mean, outside of Iowa State, we've done that quite often. Or we could go to the Minnesota next week and just punch them in the mouth offensively, move the ball on them like we did tonight, and force a few turnovers and get the crowd out of it and find a way to win. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what to expect next week. I'll say it's a toss up. Right now, I'll probably just give Minnesota the Minnesota the edge because they are at home. So I'll just I'll just say that's a loss. Um, I honestly think we beat Texas State and Georgia State at home. Um, I don't, for some reason, like with Texas state, I feel like we, I think by then our defense, it's very similar to what we'd face with UAB. They run a very similar offense with TJ Finley. I think we could contain that for whatever reason. I think our athleticism can match it and contain it. And I think we're going to score points on them at home. Uh, Georgia state, for some reason with Georgia state, it always comes down to the wire. I, I don't know if they can reverse the curse occasion field. I just don't see it. I think we're going to be able, especially we have a bye between then. You 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 win against Texas State, you get a bye, and then you you get Georgia State for homecoming. I think we win that game. I also think we go to Jonesboro, we beat Arkansas State. So that's going to be a win. If there's any indication of what we saw tonight, uh, or I'm sorry, I was going to say Southern Miss, but we play South. Do we play, do we play South? At that we time, think I think we, we play South Alabama after Georgia State. Okay, so I jumped the gun. Okay, so if we go, if we go to South Alabama after the Georgia State game, I think we beat them on the road. I think we win in a close game, especially after last year when they had to beat us on the last second field goal. We're a lot better team. Um, but then we go to Arkansas State. I think we beat them. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say we don't. I, I'm, if, if I were to guess, I'd say it's a loss in 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 Mobile. I'd, I'd give that a loss. I, I'd think that, um, yeah, I would say because we played them close in 21, and they basically had to miss a field goal for them to lose. I think they get us this time, so I'll put that as a loss. Um, we beat Arkansas State, and then I think coming back in no, in November 9th or November 8th, I think November 8th or 9th, we play Southern Miss at home that Thursday night. Finally, I think we, we reversed the curse, and I think we beat Southern Miss. I actually think we beat Southern Miss pretty convincingly, uh, especially unless they turn something around, but I don't see it after what I saw tonight with them. I think we beat Southern Miss, and it's the I think it's it's 25 years of anger of just losing to them. I think this is the one time we, we finally get to them. So that's a win I, in my book. And then we go to, what is it, Troy from there? Yeah, Troy and we go to Troy. our last two games. I think we beat Troy. I think we beat Troy on the road, and I definitely think we get revenge on ULM. So that's so nine basically you're saying we sweep the rest of the season. I, I say we go nine and three. <laughs> I say we go nine and three, but that all depends on number one if we stay healthy. Number two if our defense adjusts and makes adjustments, it continues to improve, 
and if our offense could keep that momentum going that we've seen over the last two weeks. I mean, again, we've played all four games where we've scored 30 or more points. I mean, when was the last time we've done that? I mean, you know, our offense is on fire right now. Look, so, I'm going to say we're going to be as good as our special teams takes us because I think, again, if if we do what we did tonight against teams that are maybe on par or a little bit better than we are, we're going to be in trouble. Well, special teams also dictate it dictates field position. Uh, well, battles. look, we and won the field position battle the first half of this game. We did. I mean, and it made we were difference. in great field position. We pinned them back, and then it all fell apart for some reason. But then you muff punts and you give them the ball and inside their red zone, and you, you know get you, you have a personal foul penalties and, and all this stupid you know, you stuff. Get third down inside your own ten yard line or inside uh, you know inside your twenty or whatever, and you throw an interception. So, um. I mean turnovers, man. Turnovers, penalties, careless mistakes on field on special teams where where you lose field position. You know those are fixable, but you got to fix it fast. You but look, fix it in fast. the end, in the end, and I'm feeling better because I've had a little bit of alcohol and I got it out at the beginning. In the end, you won the game, even though you didn't play your best, even though you should have blown this team out <laughs> by four touchdowns. But you know what? You still won the game. With our CDS kicking in, uh, a, Cajun, a, a Cajun team of the past might have found a way to lose this game. Well, I was going to say, even last year, we saw it with ULM. We found a yeah. way to lose that game. We found a way to we lose did. against Rice. We won this game. So I give credit. I, all that I give, crap. Exactly. And I'll give credit to the players for being able to hold the line and stay composed and not let uh, the game get to them at the end and not let that momentum from Buffalo get to them at the end. They... They finished the job. They closed the gate. So um, I'm happy about that. Uh, I Again, I breathed a huge sigh of relief along with everybody else in our fan base after after uh, Tyree got that interception. Um, but at the end of the day, we're 3-1. and one. We're 3-1. and one. So I'll take that all day. I, I'm, I'm very excited at the fact that I think this team still has a lot of upside. I still think that this team has a lot of potential to do some great, to do some some more great, um, or reach more great success. But they're going to have to tighten up a lot quicker if they want to get momentum going, and that's yeah. starting this week in Minnesota. I mean, this is going to be a huge, huge test. But if you find a way to go there and win, if you go on the road against a P5 or any Big Ten school and you beat them at their place. If that doesn't breathe in confidence in this team moving forward, going into conference play, like the the brunt of conference play, I don't know what will. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I look, shout will. out, shout out to my boy Doug, uh, who showed up tonight, and uh, I'm sure made some noise. I saw that little promo they did. He was right in the front row. I'm sure Doug he was is, doing that again. Doug tonight. is carrying the torch of when I was in the student section back Yo, in the man. day. I, we need more. We need more Dugs to go into that that red zone and 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 just create an environment that's just so intense and look let me tell you one thing we always knew whenever we were in that student section because doug i'll tell you i was on the rail just like where you were standing with your fellow students that you that that y'all are where y'all are standing now if a player turns back and talks back to you if they turn around and try to yell at you or they're turning around acknowledging you that's when you know you've won that's when you know that you're in their head that's when you know that they're thinking about other things outside of the game. The impact that you guys leave on the field to those players or to, to those opposing opposing players, let me tell you, it, it carries water, man. It carries water. Look, I always one thing I always found 
when I was a student on the rail, if players, the more players turned around and talked back, the more likely we were going to beat them. I remember we played Oklahoma State in 2010, and that was when they had Justin Blackman, you know, and they were, uh, um, who was it at running back? I mean, a quarterback. Um, he played for the Browns for a few years. Oh, um, darn, I'm drawing a blank. Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon was the quarterback. They were ranked like number 21 in the country. It was a Friday night game. Mike Gundy, it was a few years removed from his I'm a man, I'm 40 speech. So that was fresh on our minds. So we were trying to yell that at him the whole time. Not one person on that sideline turned around and acknowledged us. Not one. They were so laser focused. They were so disciplined as a team that we we threw it. We, we yelled everything we could at him. I mean, we were telling him to turn around. We were trying to make fun of Gundy and, you know, I'm a man, I'm 40. I mean, we were just yelling anything we could find. Like if they were wearing something, we were letting them know about it. I wouldn't be surprised if a few of the guys on the rail got biographies on their in, on the roster sheet and yelling about what they're majoring in and what's the name of their girlfriends or whatever. Not one time did that team, did any anybody on that team turn around. And lo and behold, there's a reason why they were number 21 in the country and they beat us that night. So um, job well done to you guys, Doug. I know I went on a long tangent there, but I'm telling you, the, and that's why it's so important to get students to the game. The impact that they leave, your students, our student section is right on top of the opposing bench. That's why it's so important to get students to the game. And that's why we just, like, the school needs to leave these students alone and let them go. Leave them alone. They, they, they're, they are, they are, they create a home field advantage at Cajun Field. Let them, let the students be students. Let them go to the game. Let them yell at the opposing players and let them help our team win. Okay, rant over. Anyway. Um, I was I just, just going to say, we can't afford to not, you know, to make it harder or, or make people want to not come to our yeah. games in the yeah. end. So. But anyways, uh, look, we're about to sign off in a few minutes, but if anybody else wants to chime in, call in, comment, feel free to do so. You know, Nick, I got to say, man, um, I, I was passing by. Uh, I didn't really get to tailgate as much today, but I'm not going to lie, man. I cannot wait until that fall weather gets here. And that it's it was pretty hot today. But man, when that fall weather gets here and, you know, that that gumbo, that gumbo weather starts coming, that's when it gets fun for the tailgate. Man, you, know? you ain't kidding. I mean, I, I today always was a first day of fall and I looked at my uh, it's I hot, one of those, man. Oh, I have one of those weather stations in my backyard. It was 96 degrees and 110 heat, uh, heat index. And it's first day of fall. Hey, we got we got to get some cool weather in, man. I can't. My yard can't take it. My trees are dying. We got to do something around here. But I tell you though, um, I was, you know, from from when we walked around, we didn't really walk around the tailgate too much. But I thought it was a good a good environment uh, or atmosphere today. I thought it was a good atmosphere. Very family oriented. The weather was was it was warm, but there was a little bit of a breeze come kickoff time. I thought that was nice to see. Um, but, I, you know, it hit me today that uh, this will p probably be the last time or the last season we're in that, you know, on that home side because, you know, after the season's over, they're planning on tearing it down. And 
I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to take it all in for every game, you know, as much as, as, as much as we're ready for things to, to change and get the new stadium, I'm still trying to take it in because it's, it is kind of nostalgic. I know, I know for you, Nick, you, you've had to deal with that press box. So you're just I've like, had to dude, sit in it for if they so can demolish years, it tomorrow, man. I'll be happy. <laughs> Look in the booth I sit in or I sat in. Okay. In the booth I sat in is right next to where the, the coaches, the, the home coaches sit. And yeah. you, if you look down and, and John Dugat, God bless his soul because he was lying out his teeth, but there is a gap about this large that you can stare down at, at the floor and see down to the AD box below you. And he's like, Oh, that's meant to be there because the, you know, heat and it makes the stadium expand and contract and that's done on purpose. And I'm like, you are lying, dude. I could almost fall through that. And I can't tell you how terrified I was every time I, I rode that Falconberry Tower elevator because you never know if you would come out alive or even get to where you needed to be. Um, so, no, I'm not. I'm, it's not nostalgic. I cannot wait for that thing to be torn down because it was like that old back in God. It was 96 or no, wait, later than that. 99, 2000. They one of the. I think it was Voorhees or one of the dorms was imploded. Like we couldn't wait for that to be done. I'm going to feel the same about the, the Cajun oh field press box. Cause that thing is just, it's awful. There's one bathroom for the whole floor on the second floor. It's just, Oh, you're talking terrible. about the one where the door, like you have to use all your strength to open and close the door. Oh yeah. And then, and, and then it's only it meant for locks. like one person because yeah, there's I, like, there's a urinal exactly. and there's a toilet, but like two people just go in at the same time because like there's a line from here to Mamu to use it. So, <laughs> It's just, I cannot wait for that thing to be torn down. It's awful. I laugh because I remember I, there were times when I would, um, this was years ago when I would do high school football. And um, I remember we did a few of the jamborees. We'd cover some of the games uh, through the Kiwanis Jamboree there. And I remember one time I had to go, you know, we had a big plate of food and I was starving. I was on the field. I was ready to go up. But unfortunately, I missed the elevator. I had just missed it by like one person, and I, and and that's oh, the thing you about, miss that elevator, you're done, bro. You're stuck. You're stuck. And I just remember sitting there like, oh my gosh, like I'm literally going. By the time I get upstairs, I'm gonna have to come back down because halftime would be over by then. It's always like, it, it's always like you almost like race to get to the elevator so you don't have to miss it because you know if you miss it, you're sitting there for 30 minutes waiting for it to come back down because not only do you have to stop at every floor, but like between each floor, it's like a two or three minute ride because it's so slow. Oh, I got to tell you, man, after the games, because obviously when I was doing either music or announcing, I had to stay to the very end. So, and you couldn't sneak out with the coaches because that's what we do a lot of the times is like if we could to leave early, we just get on with the coaches and go down. Well, we couldn't do that. So I would end up going, just walking down the stadium. And, and look, if you've never gone up to the very top of that second level, that is a very steep, those stairs are very steep. Yes. And and, and yes. as you go down, it gets a little better. But if you're already scared of heights, which I'm not scared, but I don't like them. And then you're having to go down these steep steps. It's, it's. It's something. Let me just tell you, if you haven't done it, do yourself a favor. Do it once before the season's over. Go all the <laughs> way to the top and see what I'm talking about. That is scary. It's not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah, I remember we, um, I think one time we were up in one of the suites and Kayla and I, after the game, we didn't want to wait in the elevator. So we entered through that side door of the press box all the way from the upper deck. You want to talk about steep stairs? Oh, like man. You take, like the steps get, like the lower you get to the upper deck, the smaller the steps get. But those first few steps, I mean, you're taking a huge step per step. 
And I'm like, man, for like a, a, a packed house, people sitting up here, how do people not fall down trying to like go to the concession stand or something because it was so uneven, these stairs. So that's one thing I look forward to with this new whatever, you know, whether it's a press box or a piece of the upper deck that they're building, that hopefully all the stairs can be even level and not some long and you get a workout doing that. Man. And look, let me tell you something. And Krippa, I see him in the in the in the space. He can attest to this when you're working the game or doing radio or announcing or doing the music or whatever you're doing like halftime you only have a very specific amount of time that you can go if you need to use the bathroom and use the bathroom and get out and if you hit that that line at halftime that's from here to like I said Mamu like you're, you're elbowing people it's like it's it gets serious in the press box for that one single bathroom for the entire row of suites so um yeah, I I cannot wait for that thing to be torn down. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, to all occasion fans, uh, if you go to the game, just you know take one last look at that fifty three year old press box because it will be the last season we're in it. It will be the last season the upper deck will be there. Uh, you know, I know about what was it about a month ago they officially approved uh, demolition. So uh, again, you know, come come November December whenever our last. Uh, home game and when that final whistle's blown or and it's hopefully it's hopefully after a conference championship after we're celebrating on the field winning another championship uh, that uh, that upper deck will as fans are walking out with the confetti the construction people will be coming in to uh, tear down that upper deck so um, and really do the renovations on that entire side next year I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, moving around and restructuring of seating and everything for fans because um i think that entire home side will be off limits if i'm not mistaken uh it, yeah I think so, you're right yeah so all the way from the end zone to the student side uh, as well as the hill that's where fans are going to sit which actually i'm curious to see next season what that's going to look like as far as attendance goes not necessarily how many people show up but how full it's going to look because the entire home side's gone um and i'm if i'm willing to to bed I'm, I'm i mean you're gonna have to move all the press you're gonna have to move all of the uh the, the press boxes and and the the, the coaches the co where the coaches sit and everything i'm guessing that's going to be on the student side they're probably going to have to build something on that side i would think uh maybe like the deer stand like they did for the regionals at the old teague remember that uh nick oh uh, i remember that <laughs> <laughs> i remember that very well it was impressive that they pulled it off because um, for the longest time, remember, we couldn't host. There were one or two years we couldn't get a host because they were like, we can't fit media people in your stadium. And then when we were number one in the country in baseball at the time, they were like, well, I guess we have no choice but to let you guys host. And they built that that uh, man-made deer stand. And it worked out. It actually worked out for the best. But luckily, we don't have to worry about that anymore. So we can go on a tangent about this all day. Nick and I, we always reminisce about these great memories but anyways look cajuns won tonight to sum it up there's a lot of great things that happen but there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up and i think once those things are cleaned up we got a shot to really make a run at this thing um again to the fans uh it was a nice it was a nice atmosphere tonight i know i heard some complaints about people leaving at halftime and all that stuff but i will say this look a lot of us have kids man <laughs> and 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 when halftime hits at nine o'clock uh, bedtime, bedtime is, uh, pretty much, I mean, for the kids, it's, it's, 
it's off limits at that point. So um, I did, you know, we, unfortunately we were one of those families that had to leave a little bit earlier because of the little one, but it doesn't take away the fact that I thought the atmosphere was nice. And hopefully with a win next week in Minnesota, there should be more people coming in for that Texas state game. I've actually talked to a few friends who said, who usually don't go to as many UL games saying they want to go to the Texas state games uh, because of TJ Finley. They're curious about TJ Finley and, and watching, I mean, man, Zeon versus TJ Finley, that's going to be a great matchup. That's going to be fun. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hype about that going into that game. I agree. It'll be fun. Look, there's so, there's not a game left on the on the schedule that uh, if I lived in Lafayette, I would not want to be at. So um, no go out and support the boys. Yeah, and with that said, um, look, I think that's uh, – Nick, you got any final thoughts? I think we're uh, – we're about no, that I got time. it out my system, man. I got it out my system. I feel better. I got my ran out, and uh, let's let's you know kick some gopher butt next week. That's right. This is therapy session for us. But you know what? Definitely. It's a, it's a it's a happy therapy session tonight because we got the W. And well, uh, sort of happy. You know, yeah, it had its moments. We had its moments, but we're three and one. We're three and one. Last year, this time of year, we were two and two because we just lost to ULM, and it wasn't as much fun, especially on the drive back from ULM. That was a exactly. that was a uh, nightmare. But anyway, guys, that's gonna do it for tonight. Thank you so much for those who participated. Thank you so much for calling in and making your comments known, as well as uh, just listening in. It's always a pleasure to do this after games. Um, we will be back sometime this week, most likely early to middle of the week, to do a Buffalo recap slash review, as well as talk about uh, the upcoming Minnesota matchup next week. Which, by the way, the Cajuns will go to Minnesota next week. Get, kickoff is at 11 a.m. So uh, get a little bit Ooh, of brunch in there. That'll be an early post game. That's right. Get a little, get some brunch in there and uh, turn it to the Big Ten Network. The game will be on the Big Ten Network, and uh, you can watch all the action there. Um, what else? What else? So, um, oh. Also, be on the lookout. Uh, we're on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I think that's pretty much all of them, right, Nick? Sure. I'm tired. <laughs> it's midnight. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like, subscribe. And you can also see us on YouTube as well. So like, subscribe. Please give us any feedback if you wish. Uh, you, the fans, it's all about you guys, right? You guys have the voice. We love to, uh, to interact with Cajun Nation. You guys are what makes makes us keep this thing going. So, with that being said, once again, Cajuns victorious tonight over the Buffalo Bulls by the score of 45 to 38 in front of 17,674 fans at Cajun Field. The Cajuns now sit at three and one. We'll face Minnesota next week, and once again, we will see you next week to talk some more Cajun sports. This has been the Ragent Review Podcast, our post game tonight. Once again, thanks everybody. Have a great night tomorrow. Tune in. The Saints play the Green Bay Packers. We got to give a shout out to the Houdat Nation. Houdat, hopefully the Saints can get a win in Green Bay and go 3-0. And uh, I'm Jerry. That's Nick. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great night. And as always, go Cajuns. And make it for the better.